Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It's Roscoe here, your host, and this week, catching up with Rocket. He's, he's back in town. So he's finished the road trip, back in town, back into full PGA Tour, European Tour season swing, kicking off another episode with Roscoe and Rocket. Thanks for listening. Rate, like, subscribe. If you want to help the podcast grow, and I do appreciate everyone that does, thanks for your sharing and thanks for your subscriptions and all of that good stuff really means the world to us. Rocket, how does it feel to be back in Victoria, mate? How are you? Oh, I wish I was still on holidays. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Back to work, mate. Back to the – where I'm looking at you via Zoom, obviously, and uh, podcast listeners can't see that, mm. but what I can see is you look like your background, you're in Command Central. Where, what are you, launching planes from there or something, or what's going on? No, that's the spike bar at Spanish Bay. Oh, Sorry. A bit early in the podcast for a golf course name drop, but uh, it looks very nice nonetheless. But uh, uh, that was uh, from from mate and I that um, we used to do the West Coast swing, some of the work trips when we we're going over the US. Um, HQ was uh, Spanish Bay. Oh, very nice. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll get we'll all get back there one uh, one time soon. Rocket back to back to uh, maybe back to the part of the world where this week's PGA Tour event is and it's a part of the world that's very near and dear to me because I spent a number of weeks there in my formative years as a junior golfer straight out of Cessnock to Palm Springs and we've got the PGA Tour what have we got the career builder formerly known as the Bob Hope no I just call it the Bob Hope just call it the Bob Hope yeah we like to stick with the traditions well it was the Bob Hope when I was there and you know we we you get to go past Bob Hope's house you get this you know, you get the whole Bob Hope experience. Uh, when I was in Palm Springs, uh, Dinah Shaw, God bless her, she was still alive, and she was a member at Mission Hills. And I, I remember practicing on the range at Mission Hills, uh, which is the home of uh, one of the ladies' uh, majors, Poppy's Pond, and all that sort of thing. There before before they sort of you know spruced up Poppy's Pond and made it Poppy's <laughs> Pool, really. When back in my day, Poppy's Pond was a big puddle. Um, but yeah, Dinah Shaw and Bob Hope and all the greats and Elvis's house was there. I don't know, all, all that stuff. But uh, back to Palm Springs. I, I can't wait to get back to Palm Springs one day and just retrace some of those footsteps. And some of those footsteps will be traced by the PGA Tour players this week when they're at PGA West. Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll unpack that one. Okay. And then we've got the European Tour kicking off. Which is, which is- on already? as we speak. Yeah, so it's Thursday night, uh, Melbourne time, and uh, by the time you hear this, uh, round one will be run and done. We'll get your KO Sports right now. Lucas Herbay is already on the leaderboard. The uh, the Aussie Frenchman, the the, Bend- the Bendigo Aussie Frenchman, Lucas Herbay. No, we joke about that. The Bendigo that. Baguette. The Bendigo Baguette. Um, we joke about that because it's uh, a well-known uh, bit of a laugh on the European tour that yeah, there's Lucas Herbert. And there's uh, what's the young man Herbay's first name? Do you remember? Oh, no, nah. I, I forget. It, I forget too. And apologies to young Mister Herbay, but uh, isn't it like Thomas Herbay or yeah, something, something like that? that? Yeah, and they do get uh, mixed up and uh, called each other's name. So 
rocket knife. I think when I think when uh, Lucas was playing one of the like the US Open or the US PGA. Yeah, he got introduced. I us. think they introduced him as like Herbay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think I had that joke with Lucas when we played uh, the other week at Peninsula? No, I didn't. Oh, no, name I didn't. drop central. Yeah, well, I've already done that. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I left didn't? That. No, I didn't. God, I would be. I would have been rolling that off from the first tee. Too much respect for the young man and his achievements last year, and I wish him all the best for this year. Now, uh, what are we talking about today, Rocket? What your? This is your show. I just pressed the record button, put some music on, and this is a music that we've probably missed uh, for a long time. He's back. You know that music gets us banned on YouTube when we publish the uh, podcast on YouTube. Uh, this is audio files. If you prefer to listen to stuff on YouTube when you're sitting at home and you can you know, do whatever, uh, that gets us a bit of a – not a strike. I don't think you get a strike for it, but they send me, a, they send me an email saying, are you using Def Leppard there? Uh, stop it. Well, a mate of mine in the US who knows Phil Collin, who's the guitarist, so maybe I could put in a word. You're a massive Def Leppard fan and everything oh, metal. Yes. Everything metal. Um, but what are we, back to the point, what are we talking about, Rocket? So we've got a few things. So what's sort of caught my eye this week? Then we'll talk a little bit about Sony Open, mm-hmm. a bit of a recap. Yep. Um, then we'll get into the Bob Hope and other events that are kicking off this week. We're finally slowly starting in the swing of stuff. And uh, I've got another another bit of rabbit hole stuff, which should be good for the listeners. Stay with the uh, metal theme. Okay. Well, we don't have any theme tune music for these segments, which are... No, nah, we just in, roll in. In their evolutionary... St- no, I like a theme tune. It's evolutionary stage. Uh, it's <laughs> it's growing. It's something... What, what that really means is that we just really thought of it a week ago and we're now trying to put it in together. Uh, yeah. But let's uh, rockets. Recap. Radar. Well, it's radar. What Ro- caught me eye? Rockets. What, 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 what's this segment called? Rockets radar. Rockets radar. It's, what caught my eye? It's time what's for. What's on my radar? It's time for Rockets radar. Hi. That <laughs> should have a sound like of a sub. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> they're not over here. They're over there. I don't know. So we'll, we'll, we get to talk about this man's event because he's a now, apparently, the host of the Bob Hope, I think, he's, I think he spent a bit of time out there. I think he's played every event since he's turned pro. But my man, Lefty, made a very telling comment when someone asked him about 2021, what's, you know, where's he going to divide his time? And he said, um, if I don't play well early on, I'll reevaluate, you know, my future on the PGA Tour. So... I guess it's one of those things where a lot of people could probably go, oh, bit of a shock, but I've got to remember that he's 50. Um, he's played really well for a very long time. I still think he could probably compete on the PGA Tour really well and potentially even win if he stopped trying to do bombs. As, as good as that is for his social media hits and stuff like that, it's not good for your golf game when you're already inaccurate. You know, he needs to hit a few fairways, but... You know, the first part of the year, I guess, between now and the Masters is really going to. This is usually his favourite part of the part of the year. Really, it's between now and the Masters where he's probably done the most damage over his career because he loves the West Coast swing. And then you go a little bit on the the Florida swing leading into the Masters. I don't know. I guess the we'll have to wait and see what 
my man Lefty does. Otherwise, he might then pack up the sticks and go over to smoke them old pools on the Champions Tour. Well, he seems to be doing that or have the ability to do that uh, quite easily at the moment. You know, how many how many wins has he had? What two wins? Three starts? Two wins? Two? Two on the Champions Tour? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two, but won two his st- first start, then he won another one. So he's he's doing that with ease. But how would you how would you be like you know Phil and I probably fairly fairly similar age, and I can feel my miles per hour regressing a little i can feel my distance regressing a little and it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't really mean anything but imagine when, when it means that much to you and you've got these young whippersnappers um just bombing it past you and, and you're doing your level best to try and keep up but your point is probably very valid if he just tucked it up went for fairways and greens yeah he'd be he's, a, he's like he's the thing he, he he's not a, not the same putter as he used to be right he's mm. streaky his short game is still, like, probably still the best in the world at 50. He's a really good iron player. If he just hit more fairways, that means he's going to hit more greens. That means he's not scrambling as much and having those just oh crap moments where he's just blowing it all over the place. Who cares if you've, you've got another five or ten, five to seven miles per hour on clubhead speed? How many fair, you know, Phil was not accurate to start with. And then he's added um, swing speed. To, you know, to it, like, it's going to be worse, which is shown. Like, I reckon he's wasted his last two years. Just, I don't know, Phil being Phil. But is Phil being Phil, you know, he's addicted to winning, right? You know, like... Yeah, but, uh, look, I, I reckon he was... Yeah, he's trying something, because that's what he's like. He's a tinkerer and he convinces himself and he convinces... He's so convincing with other people in terms of the benefits of it. Whether or not it actually works or not, it, it's irrelevant. And at some point, he'll he'll figure it out and he'll just go, you know, I better stop doing that. This is what he does. And it's, that's the ride, that, you know, as a field lover, that's the ride we go on and we've been going on for yeah. 30 years. So do you think that he's better off playing for, you know, top 20s and just getting out there and finding, finding form and, and maybe not winning but just playing for the best position he can or going out there, hitting bombs, playing in the Champions uh, Tour and winning? If he just wants to win, um, do it on the Champions Tour. If, if he wants to do hit bombs and win, do it on the Champions Tour. If he actually wants to win on the PGA Tour at 50, hit some fairways, Coco. It'll be great. Because like, distance is not going to help him. He's, he's not short. He's working yeah. not short. Yeah. And and there's and the thing is that you got to you start to think about what are the courses that suit your game. No? Mm. What are the courses that suit your game where you can pair it up? Well, you know, bit, and you can get away with being a bit wayward. A bit of a product uh, call that, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, is in the bag. Uh, for Phil, you know, they've just released, and I think yesterday was the embargo release of the whole new Epic Speed range. Uh, I actually hit it today at Rocket. It's uh, it's a pretty good-looking, pretty good-feeling, pretty good-going product. whole new range of irons. Um, wonder if he might be rocking a couple of different drivers, Rocket. He's probably got seven drivers in his bag, probably three right-handed and four left-handed, knowing him. Yeah. Oh, well, so... Rocket's radar, he's picked up on the fact that Phil has come out and said if he doesn't perform to his uh, level, he is going to reconsider his position on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that'll be a post-US Masters thing, I reckon. 
All right, yeah. that was Rocket's Radar, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a whole podcast one day in my uh, faux fake. Uh, it's, it's actually real Scottish accent. What do you reckon? No, why not? Yeah, why one, not? one day. I got some. I got some traction on the on the other podcast, but um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so what are we looking back at? Sony, uh, Sony the, Open. Out, outtakes from the Sony uh, Open? Uh, well, first of all, obviously I picked my man Cole. I thought he was going to. Could have. Could have, would have. I think um, his Friday, I didn't watch, again, I didn't watch enough, but at the same time I was spent, half, spent two days driving. So it's not like I could be driving, pulling a caravan and have KO running at the same time. That would be a little bit disastrous. Um wouldn't have thought yeah, it was his final un- round was six. Was that? I was going to say, I wouldn't have thought it was an unreasonable request for the uh, chief driver of the uh, Rocket Roadshow, family roadshow. I wouldn't have thought, you know, I'm sure Mrs. Rocket could have taken over driving. You could have popped in the back of the new age and put the, uh, the screen on, brought it from the outside in and just popped it on. Would have been right. Take turns. <laughs> Pull into a truck stop and turn her on for a bit. Uh, anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, yeah, so my man Cole is back in – like good start for the year for him. Uh, he's good final round. I thought he was close, but you know he's. Um, I think his Friday Saturday just sort of put him in a position where he's just not he's a bit of a bit of a climb. Um, but it was their birdie fest. Their mm. birdie fest. But a lot of really good players. Good to see Leishman actually finishing in a top ten. He hasn't. He was terrible in 2020, so it's good to see him performing well. Um, Webb Simpson, like, again, again, you know, I remember I said iron players, good iron players. Webb Simpson was there, Berger was there, Morikawa, uh, who else is down there? Um, young Australian, Matty Jones contended. Young, Steve he's not really that young. Um, who else is there about? Charles Howe picked up another check. I did enjoy Kevin Kisner. Actually, I should have almost had Rockets Radar. Kevin Kisner when asked about, can you win on any Can you win anywhere? And he's like, no. But why do you play? Because there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in every, there's a lot of money for 20th play. <laughs> hey. hey, the dude's honest, right? That's that's what you expect from Kevin Kisner. You know, he is a straight shooting talker. I'm not. What, is he a Texan? Is what, where's Kevin Kisner from? I'm not no, sure. he's South Carolina. South Carolina. Sorry, uh, he's a straight talker. South Carolina. I can't remember if he played for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think, Dogs. I think he played for the Georgia Bulldogs, who had a really good golf team. Alongside a fellow member at PK, uh, Bryden. Uh, well, not alongside, but um, Bryden McPherson was a team member at the uh, Georgia Dogs. Now, um. What do we what do we think of Kevin? Na 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 na. That's really good. Na 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 na. You're on fire. Um, do you know what the we, man? We the, bag him. The, we've 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 openly slated him for his slow play, but yeah, he, slow every play, twitching and everything like that. He pops up and he pops up and he sort of redeems himself and he's. He's in the last three years, in cra- the last three years, he's won four times since he made a concerted effort to play faster. He has crept into who a would, crevice. Who would have thought? He has crept into a crevice of your rock solid stone, unbreakable heart, and he's wedged his he's wedged a little bit in there, isn't he? Yeah, because look, here's the thing. Here's a, 
Here's the thing I like about Kevin Nah. Sure, the whole thing about walking putts in is getting very, very lame. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. he needs to just stop. Like it was funny the first time. It just needs to stop. Um, but he, like everyone remembers the twitchy, you know, him backing off shots like so many times. It was painful. It was really painful. And he even admits it. Like he goes, I know I have a problem. And he goes, it's really hard. And it's, he knows it's, it was in his head and he goes, I'm working really hard to fix it. And he goes, I know it's not good. He was deliberate. He's, he was like that. And it wasn't deliberate. He knew he had a problem and he's worked really hard. Probably more specifically on his mental game to solve that problem. And the results are, are paying for themselves. He's won four times since 2018. What else do you want? Before that, he hadn't won for seven years. He, he won uh, 2011. It was like, you know, been on tour for a couple of years. And then he had this seven-year stretch, and that was when whatever demons were in his head. Well, he, had, um, he openly had a fair bit going on in his life away from the golf course uh, related to, I think, his previous marriage. Uh, there was some stuff going on there back in Korea. But he openly cites now, and to your point about his uh, mental game, and yeah. um, please, if you want to join Jamie Glazier and myself over at the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast anytime, uh, you will get some free mental game help and performance uh, tuning over there. But he openly Kevin, cites... Kevin Nah is the epitome of you know, you know mental health and mental strength in your game pays off. Well, he openly... What I was going to say is he openly cites how happy he, he is off the course and away from golf and yeah. at home. And, uh, you know, we've all got different situations in our life and challenging life. You know, I was at, uh, in my, you know, Melbourne's big golf shop in Franklin Street uh, from 8 o'clock till, you know, got home at 9 o'clock. We've all got our stuff going on. and But I come home and uh, Mrs. My Love of Golf is still here with a warm, open Scottish smile and a big hug and a kiss and... I'll front back up tomorrow and try and shoot, you know, my equivalent of, you know, golf shop four under, mate, again, and uh, and I'll come home again and I'll be happy and I'll keep doing it. Well, and then you talk about the mental stuff, right, the difference, like story of the second-place winner, not oh, second-place winner, second-place finisher, Chris Kirk. Mm. Five years ago, he was 16th in the world. 2019, he takes himself off the tour indefinitely to deal with alcohol problems and depression and of course uh please if anyone does um is troubled by any form of addiction or affliction to related to addiction please, please seek help, seek help. Uh, there's a whole host, host of things um places that you can get support and you know then he so effectively just doesn't have a tour card goes onto the corn Ferry tour in 2020 so back in the, the minor leagues i think he won once and get his card back First event back on the on the big tour on the big stage in 2021. Finishes second, like regardless of whether he wins or not. Like it would have been great if he won. Like it would yeah. have been an amazing story. Like it's still an amazing story now. Just finishing second, like you know, it takes a lot of effort. Dude's 35. He's reached some pinnacles places on on tour. He's won five times, I think it is that hasn't won on the PGA Tour since 2015. Being a top 20 player in the world to the then, you know, he's seen the highs and lows. 
story. A nice story. story. Now, this week, uh, PJ Tour, PJ West, and the, uh, are, we, are we moving on from, from the yeah. Rockers, Rockers yeah. Review? Yeah. What's the next segment called? In this growing sort of segment list and exploration. We call it Roll On. We roll on to the next week. <laughs> Rocket rolls on. Yeah, the Bob Hope classic. Roll on. Actually, they played the Living In song with that one. Roll on. Okay. You can do, you can dig that music out. Uh, over to the Bob Hope classic uh, career builder challenge over at uh, PJ West. What a fabulous uh, facility that is. Bill is the tournament host. Used to be, you know, <laughs> I still wish they just called it Bob Hope Classic. I wish they just held had a title sponsor and then still just called it Bob Hope Classic. I don't know. I just really like these things. Thoughts and on then, the, and oh, then sorry. it used to be uh, a five round tournament. Yeah. Ninety ninety nine. David Duval shoots fifty nine in the final round with an eagle on the last to win by shot. What a memory there, Rocket. That's why you're here. Yeah. Anyone, just look up David Duval 59 on YouTube, his final round. Was How, that, was that 59 the, was the worst he could have shot. Was that the start of the – when was the David Duval sort of downward slide? Yeah, that then because the two weeks before he won the tournament champions by nine shots. Mm. And then he shoots 59 and then yeah. from there – you know, if you're old his, enough to His remember. 1999 through to 2001 through to the British Open is some of the – people talk about the Tiger 99 to 2002, right? People forget how good David Duval was from 99 through to 2001. His 1999 just alone was just – it was, I think Tiger won – I don't remember how many times he won in 99, but it got – it kind of almost overshadowed what Duval was doing in '99. He was killing it. He was just right, and and his his victories were like five shots, seven shots, eight shots. He was raining fields, yeah. raining them. He was he was pretty good, but uh, you know, I th- his what, commentary now, and uh, I think his commentary is his insights in that space are pretty He's good. good. Yeah. I like when he goes toe to toe with Brandel. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what do you think of the field? It's a, it's a fair field. Yeah, it's a fair field. Um, this one's going to be – this one's a hard one to pick because you're in the desert, so there's not a lot of – there's not going to be a lot of wind. Conditions are going to be quite benign. So it's going to be birdie fest. Like usually the scoring in here is like it's – unless you're shooting like six and seven under a round, you are, you are going to be way off the mark. So it's just going to take – it's just – I don't know who to pick. I really don't know who to pick because, you know, I'm looking down through the field. Um, Bads is playing. Johnny Scheffler, Abe Ansas. Oh, Johnny Sendon's back on. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. Brooks. And, um, Brooks is back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, it's a warm-up event. <laughs> um, Hunter Mayhan. It would be really good to see that man play. Play well again. Mm. Uh, Texas Walker. 
The V pans. The back the backstop. If you want to listen to a, a pod, real podcast, golf rules questions podcast, uh, Texas uh, backstopping Walker um, <laughs> gets gets a mention in episode twenty four, <laughs> and we talk about backstopping uh, and some of the uh, goings on on the tour, which comes straight from Blakey, uh, who has refereed at events like the WGC, uh, also um, the B- PMW. PGA at Wentworth and stuff like that. So he's fairly experienced and he's got some interesting insights into backstopping. But uh, your man. Yeah, there we go. Oh, we've got Camp Champs playing. This seems like the sort of event that he would really excel at. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Percy, speaking of Camerons. It's a Cameron zone. It's a Cameron zone. It is a Cameron zone. We love Cameron. All we need is Cameron Davis playing and we're on fire. Uh, no, I don't think there's any Cameron Davis there, but uh, Cameron Percy, it's good to see him. There you go. So what's his status? Do you, know, do you know what Cam Percy's status is? is he, does he get limited events based on his car- this is carrying over from last year? Has he got full status or limited status? Or I'm not sure. Um, it's Cameron Davis. Um, Rian Gibson's back. So Percy, I think he's got his – obviously got his card, but he still needs to be punching out some cuts and, and good – Right. And good finishes to elevate, to then continue to be able to sort of kind of dictate when he can play. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be because this first part of the year is really important for the we'll call it the players that were in that <clears throat> one twenty five to one seventy five. Yep. So when it comes to the bigger events, getting yourself up in the rankings early, which then enables them to get a bit more flexibility in what they can play in, pick and choose, mm-hmm. versus um, if they're still sitting outside of that 125 and they go to play in a full field event and you, you start to get into the bigger ones like the um, um, at Riviera and like that, or Honda Classic and those sort of events which attract better fields, those ones could be harder to get into unless you're in that in that top echelon. So all of a sudden you might not get into that field or and then you've got to play some of the crappier ones or you might have to play five or six events in a row. So, you know, it's the, performing early is really important. Uh, oh, Ricky Fowler's playing. Yeah, um, Ricky, Ricky's Ricky. there. Paul Casey. Five Matty Jones, Reen. Brian Taylor. Neely. Corey Sabatini. Oh, Cam Davis is there. Yeah, Cam <laughs> Zone. So what do you think of uh, the PGA West Stadium course, Rocket? You know, one of Pete Dye's uh, American – I'm not sure if it's a classic, but uh, it's certainly got oh. its place up there in you know, golf architecture. It's got some interesting features. Uh, another island green, Alcatraz, uh, which is the – I guess the replica of uh, Sawgrass, another Pete Dye's other course. I think, I think Doak built that one. Doak built what one? That green. Alcatraz? No, this was it 17th. He tells a story about building the 17th, that island one. At PJ West? Yeah. Because Pete Dye course. Well, that, yeah, was that but when, I think, I think – um, Was that when Doak was Tom, working? I think Doak, when Doak was working for Pete. Yeah, right. He had um, a bit to do with that one. Do you remember the um, Do you remember the nineteen eighty seven skins game uh, at PJ West? Uh, remember, remember when is they that had the, the one skins? with Lee Trevino? Where yeah. they had the hole in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Who was Who else was in that uh, four ball? Uh, there was Jack. Yep. Was there Ray Floyd? I think so. 
and the shark. It was either Ray Floyd and the shark or Fuzzy Zell and the shark. Well, I can't remember exactly, but it was one of those two. Mm. But Lee Traverno, he had a hole in one. And he gave. And, who, and he hit a six iron from the back tees. Probably nine iron now. I hit a six iron from the back tees the week after, the weekend after that. <laughs> you know where I finished? Oh, here we go, Cam Percy, Cam Tringali. It is the Cam zone. I'm about to tell you I nearly had a hole in one at Alcatraz the week after Lee Trevino, oh. and you cut me off. I'm just worried about the cams. <laughs> <laughs> I thinned I thinned the PGF. I, I, I was – this is a cocksure. Was it the PGF Optimus? No, it was the PGF Aristocrat SB short blades, uh, one iron through sand wedge, uh, S300 dynamic gold. Um, I'm not sure if I had the one iron that day. But uh, I rocked up to the back there and said, I'm going to play up there where Lee Trevino just had a hole in one. Give us the six iron. I, I, did, I asked myself for the six iron. I'll take the six iron. And I thinned it. And I just thinned it. It landed just over the rocks. And for whatever reason, it stopped. And, like, it just tracked. It was tracking towards the hole. And it finished, like, a, half a ball width from going in the cup. In Cup would have been proud. I'd already had my hole-in-one that year, my one and only hole-in-one in 1987, my one and only hole-in-one in my life. Um, I do want to say a quick shout-out to John Cornish, a good friend of mine and the podcast. Uh, I do have a little interview, which I'll play in a subsequent uh, interview, but John Cornish, this will make Jamie Glazier sick and it'll make you very envious. December 31st, 2000, Kingston Heath, where he's a member, hole-in-one. Two weeks later, Royal Melbourne East, hole in one. Two hole in ones in two weeks. Can you add them and Eve it? There you go. Well done, John Cornish. Um, this is true. So, yeah, 1987 since my last one. When was your last hole in one, Rocket? It was 2012, Eagle Ridge. Okay. The little path throughout the back, is it 12? Yeah, with the water around it. Uh, yeah, the 12th hole, the little short one. Yeah. Water left and yeah, short, yeah. Oh, well a little punch 7-iron into the wind. I'm gonna put just it, behind on the right-hand tier and spun back into the cup. I'm going to put it out there because I like putting things out there because I reckon if you do that, they come true. Uh, I'm going to have a hole-in-one this year. Mark, Mark the 20, what are we today? The 21st of January as the time when I've said out there to everyone that I'm going to have a hole-in-one this year. Yeah, Absolutely. Can I tell you another put-it-out-there story? Yeah. This is probably so boring to the people listening. And do you like listening to us? If you are listening, you like listening to us. So you're probably used to getting a little this off-track story. I lost my bag tag the other day at Sandy Links, uh, which we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, a little um, – I got this membership for this thing in the States. And you get this nice little bag tag, Flyers Club. I lost it. I didn't realise I lost it until – that was Wednesday – I realised on Monday morning this week that I'd lost it. And I'd played two games of golf since then, one at Mornington, and then I commented on a Flyers Club thing on Monday morning and then made me think that I'd lost – where's my bag tag? I remembered losing it. I rang Sandy Links. Can you check your uh, lost property? Lost property. The lady says, oh, mate, we've got so much stuff in there. I'm never going to find something like that. And I said, okay, if you could just check, it's really important. You know, it's got my name on it. And um, I thought, that's it, it's gone. You know, whatever, no problems. 
it's a bag tag, you know, no big deal. But you know how you get attached to little things like that. And for me, I, yep. hate, I hate losing things like ball markers. Yep. Out. So I hate losing things. That was only new, and I paid. You know, you, for the membership, you get your bits and bobs, and that was one of the nice things. It was nice to get it, and then I lost it. I get a phone call at work, and I get a message from one of my staff at work, and she says, "Oh, Ross, uh, this lady called Michelle has uh, left a message, and the paper, and the message on the paper said disc golf club membership." And I thought, "Oh, someone's trying to sell me a discount for a golf club membership because they probably think I need another one of those." So, I, anyway, flyer. Oh, I go and I go and ring Michelle, and Michelle says, "Oh, I found a badge with your name on it." And I looked up in Google and I found you, at, you know, there, and I found it at the front of Royal Melbourne. So I've handed it in there. Can't believe it. Found it on the side of the road, which is obviously outside of Sandlinks. I lost it in the course. She's found it outside the course and handed it in at Royal Melbourne to um to Benny Jarvis. And thanks for well having done. Me. Benny Jarvis is taking good care of it for me. But can you believe it? Can you like Wednesday? I lost it. Monday, I realised I lost it. I ring them, and then the lady rings me on the Monday and says, "I found it." Can't believe it. It's true. The world is working the right way. Well, and that's why I am saying I will have a hole in one this year. Mm. Uh, so let's get back on track. Who wins? Well, let's not go to who wins uh, first. Let's talk about Australians. Who's who's the top Australian? Uh, I actually think Cam Davis is just geared for him, I reckon. Okay. If he just, if he just putts okay, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be in amongst it. Okay. Uh, Cam Davis. Hopefully so- he's worked, hopefully he's worked on his wedge game over the, over the summer. That's, that's the thing that's holding him back. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, go with a call on the other uh, nationality that's represented in this uh Little podcast family. I'm going to go with uh, Top Scotsman. It's a fifty-fifty. It's a fifty-fifty call, and the two that are in the field. But uh, for the for the people that do choose to listen that's in Scotland, and I know there are some. And hello to you guys. Uh, thanks for your support. I am going with. It's either out of Rusty Knox or Martin Laird. Um, they both. Oh, got, you have to they, go the Laird man. They both. Got, they both got horrendous horrendous Scottish American accents, which I'm not a fan of. But um, yeah, I'll go Martin Laird. He loves this part of the world. He does. He does. He produces. And then my pick, I don't know, because it's so wide open, I'm not going to pick Brooks because he's just, I don't know. It's his first first event back. He's probably just, he's probably going to play a right finish somewhere in the middle of the field or something like that. Go, it's a bit of a wild card and we'll stick with the Cameron theme because I think I'm just... I'm just enamoured with it in this episode. Cam Champ. Cam Champ? Yeah, Cam Champ. I reckon he's going to get just geared for him. Bombing it, just smashing it close, holding heaps of putts, birdie machine. Can you make a note of these little picks? Because so, I think we should hold ourselves yeah. accountable to this. So we've got Top Aussie, Cam Davis. We've got Top Scotsman, Martin Laird. You've got Cam Davis. Uh, sorry, Cam uh, Champ as the winner. Yep. I'm going to go with uh, another one of your young gun favourites, uh, Scotty Scheffler, the chef. Ooh, Le the chef. maiden victory. Lay chef. Uh, and uh, like s- super, like, smoky, smoky, Sammy Kadira. Don't ask Don't me why. I know who that is. Don't ask me why. From Japan. <laughs> he can. He's a bomber. Yeah, he smashes it, Sammy Kadira. 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 
You want to go see us? Okay. Oh, look forward to that. Are we are we done with that? We we're moving to yeah, Europe. Yeah, I now? think so. There's not there's not much else to cover on this event. Okay. Um, there's nothing. It's, I think we'll get into the groove as the year as the year rolls on, and some of the other players sort of start to come back. Then you know, let's actually do a quick scan over to the European Tour. Roars leading eight under. Hirel seven under. Rank Zanotti. I don't know. Matty Wallace is four under. Lucas, one hole to play. Four under. Nice play. Good start. Good start. Actually, I think he likes a bit of Abu Dhabi. Actually, isn't he defending? No, next week. So, yeah, this is he, he likes this uh, stretch. And um, one of the reasons why he probably didn't go back because he just wanted to rest up and, and be fully, fully charged for uh, this opening little stretch of uh, two rounds um, and defending next week. Who else we got up there already? I got the uh, another one of my playing partners, Wade Ormsby from uh, the big South Australian. I love Wade. What Wheeler. A, Wheeler. What a what a good fellow Wade Ormsby is. Um, Scotty Hens at one under. Who else we got? It's not a bad Pirate. Field. I love looking through the European field. You know what? I want to flick up through it here. It would be uh, interesting, Eddie Peps, because he was on the uh, the Mickelson diet. It's not a bit of weight, is he? He was already looking pretty good. Like he was, he beefed up there maybe a year or so and trimmed down. But he's mm. I like, actually like, Justin Thomas is playing over there. Oof. Someone's throwing some money his way. Probably covered the loss of the uh, sponsor pullout. Well, we'll he, that one. he won't get any co- coverage for you know the controversy that he stirred up, and we don't need to backtrack over that. But um, nah. you won't get any coverage. Uh, uh, not cover. He'll get coverage because there's plenty of coverage about it and it's still ongoing, but he won't get any cover is what I'm saying no. uh, over there, but it might be a little bit less heat than had he been at, uh, at the PGA West uh, this week. Um, okay, so who, that, that's it. who are we going for? Who's you know, it's a, it's Rory's your boy, surely? He can't. Can he win? Can he win this from here, from leading after day one? Why not? He's won it before. I think he's won this one a few times before. He's like a – Rory's like that. He gets off to a flyer in the season nice and early and everyone gets excited and then it just – and he needs a win. Like he didn't win anything last year. And I think his 2019 was a little bit average. Oh, hang on, no. They made him player of the year for some reason, even though Brooks won majors and contended in all of them. Please. Pultz is playing. Ollie Wilson. Padraig. Me tongue working on me tongue position. Me working on me tongue position. Uh, I'm going to go for Tyrrell. You go for Rory. I'm going to go for Tyrrell. You've got Northern Ireland versus England. Okay. Fun. And uh, good luck to Lucas. And the other Aussies playing. Wade. Scotty Hand. Uh, Scrivo. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Any more? Any more? No. Uh, Foxy from the other side of the ditch. Big fella. And, uh, no, that's all good. Top Scotsman, I'm going with uh, I'm your going, man, Bobby Mack, maybe. I'm going with Davy Law. We Davy Law. Okay. Can you write that down, please? Note taker. Okay. Roars. Should I don't bet? I'm not a betting person, Rocket. Are you a betting man? Sometimes, just depends on if I'm feeling good. We should like have five bucks a week or something, shouldn't we? 
Can that no, you, pick, you pick and choose. Pick and choose. Oh, okay, all right. Fair enough. Pick and choose. You always go to win in the place. It's a bit... Some people go, oh, you're not very aggressive. Oh. Don't, don't ask smart. me about betting. I have zero idea. I have stayed away from we'll that. Be smart. I've won enough money on Colin last year by being smart. Well, there's plenty of people that do listen to us for your picks. I know that because they come into my store and say, hey, who's, who does Rocket reckon is going to win this week? So when when we miss a week? The end that? of the year was actually quite ordinary. It was very hard to pick during the end of the year. Scott Jamison, and another shout-out two weeks in a row for Scott Jamison. He he loves your tips because he <laughs> I, he he puts money on them. So when we don't give those tips when we miss, um, when we miss and as we've discussed, we're going to try and do this. I need frequently. to put disclaimers whether or not I feel good about them or not. Um, now – it's time for Rockets. Rabbitol. <laughs> Rabbitol or rabbit hole? Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. What was last week's rabbit hole? He sent us on some rabbit hole for some YouTuber guy, somebody. Yeah, YBS Youngbloods. Sparky that's out there chasing. Chasing surf and fishing, fishing and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Two million, two million YouTube subscribers. Good on yeah. him. Good on him. But well, what do you got for us this week, Rocket? Uh, this one, this one, uh, I love watching this one every now and then. Quick quiz for you. Which band has played on every continent in the world? Every continent. There can't only be one band in the world that's played on every continent. There's one. One. So you're saying, telling me that Wikipedia, if I Google... Which band has played on every continent in the world? It's probably not on Wikipedia. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Like, mm. so, uh, I did do geography and I was reasonably okay at it. This and, includes Antarctica. Anta- I was just about to say, Antarctica is a continent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ACDC. Play. It, has, it has to be like... You're, you're, you're warm. Uh, I'm warned by genre or I'm warned by a country of uh, origin? Genre. Like, mm, mm, met, like metal? Yep. Bon Jovi. No, that's not metal, is it? No, metal? Bon you've softy, cold, earth. Um, Megadeth. Megadeth, there you go. Oh, warm. There's a linkage. If you get really nerdy musically. Oh, jeez. Metallica. Bingo. The reason the linkage is because the lead singer and founder of Megadeth was originally in Metallica. Metallica played in Antarctica because they wanted to be the first band to play on every continent. They flew. They had a competition for their um, Met Club, which is their fan club. Uh, And some of the things they do for their fan club is amazing. Like, I really, like, you must, I'm pretty sure you get value for money being in that fan club. And they ran a competition for, I think it was going to be like 150 people that they were going to fly to Antarctica to play, to be in attendance of this concert. And being Antarctica, they actually had to do it in a dome. And because of the, the nature of the environment, having that sort of sound could have created avalanches and all that sort of stuff. So everyone had to wear earphones. So it was all plugged into like a music desk. So it's inside a dome, everyone wearing headphones. So they've got the pure sound coming straight from the mixing desk. Metallica doing the same thing, playing a concert inside a dome in Antarctica. 
is recorded and put on YouTube, and it's called Freeze Them All. Okay. Awesome. So good. So good. So I'm sort of getting the gist now. So the rabbit hole doesn't necessarily have any linkage to, to golf. No. Just none. Okay. None. Right. So like my, my story about Lee Trevino and then the PJ and then PJ West and then me nearly having a hole in one after blading a six iron PJ, that has a link to golf. That's a bit of a rabbit hole. But this has no, no interest, no. No. Nah. Okay. No. Nah. I can talk golf. I, I just want to give something a little bit different because I enjoy digging around on YouTube and finding weird stuff or and then I feel like I need to share it. Okay. We should put this video on YouTube, Rocket. We should uh, put this uh, podcast on YouTube, and you know, other than just the audio, we should put the the. Put oh, people- so, so the reason I come up with a rabbit hole thing is because about five six years ago, you know, when you do an out of office when you're on holidays for work, and if everyone's everyone's seen everyone's out of office, it's boring as. About five years ago, five six years ago, I decided to start creating something that would see if I pique people's interest. So over the course of a year, I'd start to collate all my little rabbit hole videos and things that would interest me. And then I would basically write this little story and then have links to 10, 15 videos for people to enjoy while they're doing whatever over the Christmas break when I'm on leave. And it became a bit of a thing. So people that I used to work with even send me messages going, are you still doing your out of office thing even though you don't work here anymore? I'm like, yes, here's my email. <laughs> I said, when are you going on leave? I said, Christmas Eve. And they said, all right, we'll send an email at about midnight so we can get it. Uh, that is phenomenal. But, uh, you know, you, you do deserve uh, some of this for that, Rocket. Now, so, so, so my new colleagues and, and, and other customers that I've never dealt with before have been exposed to my out of office and I'm quietly, I'm quietly proud of the feedback that I've been receiving from them. Well, I'm sure that you give them a bit of that too, mate. Um, we are so digressing here, uh, Rocket, and I just want to give a little quick uh, shout out to Manny Mollica who did send us some notes saying uh, not, a, not a bad um, f- fair first effort for season 2021 uh, on the Roscoe and Rocket episodes. We've backed it up a second week in a row. I'm not – I don't know what to expect after the, the rabbit hole and now that I've worked, actually worked out what this uh, segment's all about. Uh, Maddie Mollica, thanks for tuning in. Um, to your point, interested to hear what uh, Lonsdale GC was like. It was phenomenal. So I've had a great golf experience in the last uh, weeks, you know, since the start of the year, had – around at PK, haven't been back since. Um, Would that be potentially a venue for Luke and I to defend the Rollback Alliance Cup? Sandy Links would be a perfect venue for an event like that. I have Either or. Just putting it out there, just putting it out there. I have already started preparing uh, for when we can get together for that event uh, to the point where – as long as the venue serves up a southerly buster, I'm in. Well, based on current conditions, we might have to bring our own uh, cocktail mixer for the 
mixed southerly busters, but I'm sure that's uh, no, not a problem. Um, Benny Jarvis can bring the southerly busters from across the road at RM and just down the driveway and serve them. Oh, or yeah. have one of his team or someone like that. But I'm sure there's a way around that. Uh, but I've already started preparing and I might have picked up a set of suitable set of clubs uh, the other day, Rocket. I may have picked up a set of Hogan Apex Persimmon 1, 3 and 5. No. And I'm, and, oh, my God. Yeah. And I may have picked up a set of two iron sandwich Hogan uh, radials. I'm not exactly sure that I haven't done the full research, but I think they're like 80s, early 80s. They like look like right. a blade, but they've got like a, a bit of a, a bounce sole. Um, so they're interesting. But uh, I may have a new set of clubs for the next Southerly Buster. Never going to compete with Mike Ferroni in the pristine uh, tour, editions. tour editions, but he's pro- he's got several sets of those, several new sets to play with since then. And um, so we might have to get uh, keep a lookout for a set for you. You can you can borrow my. Uh, I, do, I do need to. I do need to buy, actually buy a set this time. So um, there we go. But yeah, uh, the Sandy Links would be a great location with the uh, OCM greens and the beautiful uh, aprons. It really is a sand belt experience, but it's not a sand belt experience. It's very much that Bellarine Peninsula golf experience, but the Lonsdale Links experience was fantastic. The course is in. It's maybe a little older, so a little bit more settled, but some of the features that Ashley Mead and, and Mike Cocking, but predominantly I believe Ashley Mead has built over there with the, the template holes. Uh, there's maybe eight or nine holes that are feature template features, as in Redan, as in Beerich, as in Thumbprint, as in Punchbowl, as in Parsons Nose, as in Road Hole. Any of those little things that you've, if you're a bit of an architecture nerd like we are, you know, but you've never got the opportunity. And at the moment, it's really hard to obviously get the opportunity to go and experience that. You know, like we're talking like, a, you know, there's, there's a template sort of. You know, your heroes of golf architecture, you know, CB McDonald and those guys have, have built and they've taken them from, you know, early doors, you know, Tom Morris, um, old Tom's era. But you have to go to NGLA, National Golf Links of America, or you have to go to North Berwick, or you have to go to Presswick, or you have to go to St Andrews. Well, that's really hard at the moment, but you can go to Lonsdale Links and you get at least a modern experience of what it's like. And it was so much fun. Um, and I'm probably we're probably going to get the opportunity to talk to Ashley and, and Mike about uh, that body of work, and I'm really looking forward to that opportunity um, to do that. But yeah, uh, to Matt Micah, who did ask, let me know when you play at uh, Lonsdale and what what you thought. You know, it's it's fun. It's not overly long. Would also be a great venue for a Southerly Buster, but it's probably a bit far away from the uh, for a you know a, a quick afternoon Sunday bash, but. Um, yeah, it was great. It really was great. We had a great day and the weather kicks up over there. But if you are in uh, this part of the world, you need to try and make a beeline for over there. But the other point is that I think that um, what that concept does and whosever idea it was to do that, you know, should be applauded. And I don't know exactly, I don't know enough about it, but we'll find out from Ash and Mike. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking about it, digesting it afterwards, um, playing and, you know, what's the purpose of doing this but you just think about it it really does put the Bellarine Peninsula not just Lonsdale Links but it puts the Bellarine Peninsula on the map as a golf destination 
another golf destination outside of the Sandbelt, outside of the Mornington Peninsula. You've now got the Bellarine Peninsula and it's just going to drag and draw so many people across there because they don't get to go and experience these template holes and, and see what they're like, but they can there. And it's, it's fantastic. So, you know, you've got Barwon, Lonsdale, uh, 13th Beach, uh, and then all the other courses around there and it's just fantastic. So well done and a lot of fun and you should get across there. It was really good. There you go, Rocket. That's my, uh, it's not a rabbit hole. I don't know what it is, but that's what I'm finishing today with. <laughs> I'm done. You're done? Well, as always, mate, it's been great to catch up with you. We will get to do it face-to-face very soon. We need to uh, reconvene back down there at our uh, off-site meeting point, uh, the putting green practice fairway down at our home turf there and get out and maybe avail ourselves of some uh, back patio beverages and uh, do a little recording face-to-face. That'd be good fun. What do you reckon? Sounds like, sounds like a plan to me. All right. Thanks for that. And everyone, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you taking the opportunity, uh, taking the time, 53 minutes of your time to listen to two uh, just golf nuts. I keep telling Mrs. Rocket, we, we, we're trying to get this shorter. And she <laughs>, laughs at me. She goes, yeah, and the check's in the mail. Uh, well, I can't, you, you can't be blamed solely. It's, uh, I love talking. No, 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 we've, we've, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we're, we're and she just looks at me like I'm like a crazy man. Uh, if you've lasted this long and, you know, you haven't subscribed or liked or rated or shared or do whatever, well, please do because um, it helps us bump up the rankings. We actually charted in America this week, Rocket, not in, inside top 100 in the US. I don't know why and if someone can tell me why. Maybe maybe, maybe it was my political views. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe the – clickbait us <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know but um, i trolled the nation you did mate thanks for joining us everyone appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on the my love of golf podcast